elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Holy shit, kids. This is episode 408 of An Elegant Weapon. It's wow. been a little while. I was looking at my podcast library and I realized, holy shit, I haven't put out an episode in two months. And uh, I knew it had been a little while, but I didn't realize it had been that long. So we've got some catching up to do, kids. Um, I'm not going to go over crazy amounts of some of the things that have happened uh, because big things have happened since we spoke last, including Calgary Comic Expo. Um, but actually, if you want to hear the story all about that, you can hop on over to the Handsome Genius Club radio show podcast starring yeah. tonight's co-host, Mr. Anthony Rutgazer. Thank you for hanging out with me, Anthony. Uh, it is my pleasure to be back on the show. And uh, uh, yeah. yes, uh, for all the all the information... The story about uh, our friend Jay and Calgary Comic Expo. You can go to uh, handsomegeniusclub.com. Look at that. Get the shill. Right out of the way. Right Right out of the way. Get it out of the way now. Handsomegeniusclub.com. And uh, right on the front page, you'll find uh, uh, episode 487, discussing the MCU phase four. We start that episode with a whole lot of conversation. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a jip if you think you're gonna get like straight up Marvel conversation. Cause we talked for a half hour about you and Calgary. <laughs> hey man, it was it was a hell of a trip. It was an exciting adventure. It was mm-hmm. all over the map. So I definitely suggest yeah. uh, you find kids go over to the Handsome Genius Club and check it out because it was if you, if you it was a long hear... one too, right? Like yeah, we did. Well, it was about. Uh, did you split that episode in two? No, 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 no. I, I actually joined two pieces together. So it's about uh, 87 minutes, I think, is the full episode. No, oh, 77 minutes. 77, because we, uh, uh, we we did two 40-minute segments and then edited together. They uh, cut off the garbage. It was 77 minutes. But if you ever want to hear a story about your friend Jay uh, climbing a 12-foot horse statue... Yeah, there's that. There's that. You gotta, um, you gotta go to the Handsome Genius Club. There's also perhaps the most tragic story ever told in the history of Source Point Press. <laughs> that one's on there as well. Uh, so it's a grand adventure. I just returned from another recent adventure, oh. and that would be Niagara Falls Comic Con, which happened just last weekend out in beautiful Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. How was that? It was good. It was fun. It was a nice return to form for the show. Uh, the show is uh, very particular in certain ways. It's a big uh, celebrity show. It's not a very knock in any way, but it's 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 lighter on the uh, on on the comic books. Mm. Um, although saying that, they had some fantastic comic guests. Ken Lashley was there. Uh, R.B. White was there. Uh, Bob Camp was there. Um, Oh, a few others. And, uh, you know, a lot of the local kids from down there, uh, you know, Oliver and, uh, you know, Arnold Trinidad. And, uh, you know, there was a bunch of people there anyways. So uh, it was cool. And, you know, when you're having a convention in a place like Niagara Falls, that alone just adds so much to it. 
And that actually got me thinking about a few of the shows I've been to and how much the aesthetic environment of, the, of where you are can just add to a show, <clears throat> you know? So not only was it a lot of uh, posting on social media of the event itself, but everybody who was at the event got their pick by the falls as well and took yeah. some time to take a touristy wander around the area. And, uh, you know, it just sets you in a, in a chill frame of mind, especially in Niagara Falls, which is cool. Did you go to the big five-story go-kart track? Uh, I, well, I, I drove by it at one point. Oh, um, but yeah, the Mario Kart for real. Haven't been on that one. I I want to go. Like, honest, you have no idea. Have you ever done it? How much I want to go to that thing, and I haven't done it yet. We'll have to make that a goal of ours. We yes. have to try that oh. out. Yeah, it's like a literal like five story track, kids, and it's like yeah. Mario Kart for real in Niagara Falls. It's pretty rad. Uh, I I went uh, one night. I spent on Clifton Hill which is the, you know, main touristy area where all the crazy stuff is in Niagara Falls. Uh, I went to the Niagara Brewing Company, which is like a pub restaurant there. Uh, mm. Great food, fantastic food, uh, really cool flights of different types of beers. Uh, so we got to do some, you know, sampling. <clears throat> and that was very cool. But yeah, it was a good sampling. show. Is yeah. that what you call it? That's nowadays? what we call sampling? it. We call it sampling. Back in- Back in my day, we just called it getting shit-faced drunk. <laughs> hey, man, apples and oranges, right? Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend. I was there hanging out with uh, Team Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles, the Eisner Award-nominated uh, comic book shop out of beautiful Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, I was there with Carlos and Daryl and uh, Clara, and we were hanging out, having a great old time. Good. And uh, yeah, it was a fun show, fun con. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that's two under the belt for this year. Calgary and Niagara Falls. Both were, you know, quite adventurous. Uh, work for me got a little busy. Um, being in the arborist trade by day, being a tree guy and all the springtime, things get very busy. Um, but we had a storm a couple weeks ago. And it was like a 10 minute, 15 minute, like torrential downpour storm, but it did more damage than many massive storms I've seen in many, many years. It was like a freak thing. It was like 10, 15 minutes long, but it like just broke all the trees. So I've been super busy with work. I've been super busy with other priorities that, you know, uh, I, I thought I was maybe prioritizing properly, but maybe hadn't been. So, you know, maybe we get a set that that uh, sail a little straighter. But being at Niagara Falls Comic Con and seeing a lot of the stuff going on because our good friends, we got the geek were there and, uh, you know, Ryan's all things geek, uh, you know, with Zeus and Steve. And there was a lot of podcasting going on and a lot of conversation and a lot of good uh, interviews happening. And, it, it, you know, it just made me realize that I've been lazy. So here I am, kids, because there's been a plethora of things to talk about. Uh, there's been so much shit thrown in our faces. Anthony, I don't know if you'll be as up on it as uh, I have dove myself into trying to be, but there has been so much entertainment lately coming out. Um, it's been really actually hard to keep up on it. I have had to well, make specific times and I've like forgotten about shows. I literally, today is Sunday. Yeah. Uh, today is Sunday the 12th, June no. 12th. And I just two hours ago finally watched the first episode of Miss Marvel. 
Well, uh, that I just seems, kept forgetting, man. That seems like a J problem because uh, I, <laughs> the night it came out, I like I'm a I'm a I'm a night owl. I you know I've spent I spent 20 years working until 3 a.m. So the Disney Plus release schedule is just fine by me. Stuff gets released at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard, which is 3 a.m. here in Toronto. And that's fine. So uh, that that Wednesday, uh, that you know, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, I stayed up at three o'clock. I watched Obi Wan episode four, and uh, uh, and and just before four o'clock, I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel, and then I went to bed for three hours because I had an eight a.m. class. <laughs> Is this the first time that we've ever had? Uh... Two episodes of something released at the same time? No. <laughs> uh, why? Was Miss Marvel have two? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, um, for Obi-Wan? the Disney for the Disney Plus original series stuff. Yeah. This is, I think, the first time that two se- two different series between the Marvel stuff and, and the Star Wars. Star Wars stuff. Yeah. This released released at the same time yes there was a while where they were doing it remember originally releases were friday morning at 3 a.m yeah. yeah and then they moved to wednesday yeah well i was gonna say so i think this was the there first was a, time yeah. yeah there was a few weeks there where they were releasing stuff on wednesdays and fridays between star wars and yeah. marvel but well, it's about time. time. Why not? Right. Like they've yeah. been, uh, they've been chintzy with things, but I mean, if it's going to be more like, you know, the, the fact that we're back to paying basic cable prices for all these damn streaming services, I think they need to start yeah. feeding us more to a certain extent where we can have nightly things to watch, you know, piracy children. Oh piracy. my goodness. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's maddening, but uh, I, I enjoyed it um, more than I thought I would. Because I keep I kept hearing about how it had that uh, teenage CWE, uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming type vibe to it, which it kind of did in the intro and such. But I I you know I didn't feel it 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 stuck too much to that. I thought it was actually really there was a lot of ingenuity in the way that they used emojis within the scenery to convey the conversation that was happening on text as they were actually moving yeah. through a physical environment it wasn't your typical just like uh you know letters or writing on the screen or flashy stuff or whatever it was actually really woven in in a super cool way and yeah. uh i really enjoyed seeing the muslim aspect of it i really did it was um because i didn't realize it was going to be pakistani muslim mm-hmm. which i'm kind of familiar with having been you know, married to one. So and not a Muslim per se, but uh, I'm familiar with the Pakistani culture. Okay. And, uh, you know, I spent eight years in a relationship with uh, with a woman and she was of Pakistani, uh, Pakistani descent, He's making up countries. now. And uh, just just uh, that particular culture was uh, everything was very familiar to me in a certain way. Just the accents and the clothes and the culture yeah. and the way they speak yeah. to each other and the way they were joking with each other uh, was very cool to see. I can't imagine how good it felt for like a Muslim family or a Pakistani family to sit down and watch that show together. You know, yeah. I, it must have been really cool to see. And she's a delightful actress. 
um she is she's a delightful actress i wish i knew her name uh, name off the top of my head but uh, i completely I, don't i want to say imani valari but i'm gonna get okay. that wrong it was too recently for me to write down any notes about it so if you can <laughs> if you want to look it up that's great um but i mean some of this talent like hawkeye right what's yeah. her name um who Haley Stanfield? Haley Stanfield, yeah. Like some of this talent is just fantastic. I feel like they found another one. Oh, I was close. Uh Iman Villani. Iman Villani. Oh, but by the yeah, way, by the way, job. just hold on, just so we get this out of the way for people who might be. Are you putting out the video for this? No. Or, no? Oh, okay. No, man. Oh, We're just okay. rolling audio these days. But you know what I didn't mention that I should have mentioned is that I will be discussing spoilers. I don't think I've spoiled anything yet. No, we um, haven't spoiled anything yet, but you know, but I'm sure, I'm sure spoilers will pop up. There's not going to be an intention to spoil here, but I just can't. I, you know, I just, I just want you to know. Out I just want you, I just want you to know what's going on because we're recording this via Zoom. So if you see uh, this, <laughs> right, that's just that's just me entertaining Chloe. Oh, you're that she doesn't little... claw at my leg. Have you seen my? Uh, you got to check. Are you on TikTok yet? Can, let me see if I can get her to jump up and screen for you. Oh no, fantastic, but incredibly boring for our podcast audience. Have you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I may edit that clip, Kids, I may take that little portion of the video and I may post that for you all to see. Because Chloe just pulled a fantastic move there. Uh, I just put up a new TikTok. You, oh. can, you can find me at an elegant weapon on TikTok, kids, um, TikTok. involving my friend's cat Bam, and Bam is a one-eyed cat. Yeah, and it's a fun little TikTok, so you should all go I check saw it you. out. I saw the photo of Bam. Yeah, and also there's another TikTok I put up in an elegant weapon, which is the Channel Four News team, our good friend Jeff McDonald and crew, uh, Messiah Complex cosplay. Uh, from Niagara Falls Comic Con, we did a fun mm. slow slow mo video for TikTok of the Channel yeah. Four News team, and it was quite brilliant. So you should all go check that. It's also available on Instagram. Uh, go, plug, plug, plug. At an go. elegant weapon. It's all an elegant weapon everywhere. So check go that, check fuck that yourself, out. San Diego. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Miss Marvel. Uh, lots of uh, you know fun stuff there. I'm looking forward to see how that rolls along. It was done yeah, well. Uh, it was a very good introduction um it uh you you get the character you get her circumstances at school and at home um you you get a hint of a mystery over uh uh the MacGuffin. right here that's that's as non-spoilery as i can get we're right. still keeping we're still it's still spoiler free so far yeah we'll keep this we can keep miss marvel spoiler free for sure yeah. you know but you 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 uh you get a hint of the mystery of the MacGuffin that uh that that uh that kamala obtains and um so there's a lot of room for this story to go this story can go in a lot of different directions still um but it was a great introduction to the character herself and uh and her world and uh yeah, and yeah i'm really it was cool I'm they took really the happy. time to flesh it out pretty good you know it's yeah, like i think it was like a 38 minute episode or something like that or 48 yeah. minutes and they fleshed yeah. it out really really well yeah and um there's a, a a lot of great um uh a lot of great i don't want to say use use doesn't seem right inclusion 
is probably uh, better. Utilization is a little more nuanced than use uh, of the Pakistani and the Muslim cultures. And it's not, a, it wasn't a matter of, uh, was a matter of being hit over the head with it. It's a matter of treating the audience in a mature enough manner that uh, they can, um, they can understand, uh, they can accept, they can learn as they go. Yeah. Uh, what is being presented as these characters matter of fact everyday life they're still quite relatable you know you may not even agree oh, they're with absolutely, everything they're, that, they're that absolutely happens. relatable they're you absolutely know? relatable um where where a tradition comes from and where it gets you to you know the where it gets you to is relatable between almost uh any people on the planet um and the backstory of where that tradition comes from is what makes it uh unique to those people right so so we have common ground and then uh we can we can learn the specifics we can learn the differences of where things come from yeah. You know? And it's it just seems to happen to be happening to a Muslim Pakistani family. It's, yeah, it's 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 not about, you know, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not forced in in any way. And it, it makes all no. perfect sense. And it's lovely to see. And they're a lovely. No, and it's family it's, and they have their family issues like any yeah. family. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to it's great to um, see. This is this is where I I, you know, I roll my eyes at uh at the karens and the and and the uh and the the you know the 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 pickup truck bobs who complain who go out of their way to bitch and complain when uh, a character of any level of ethnic or cultural diversity is uh is included or featured in uh any of these franchises like um, you have people screaming their heads off about third sister in Obi-Wan Kenobi because uh, because Moses is a black woman. Right. That's dumb. It's It's got nothing to do with anything. But you know yeah. what's cool about Miss Marvel is, is that it adds a Absolutely. lot to the situation because let's let's say that Miss Marvel and this character was unfolding and it was your typical suburban white, you know, you know, wasp like family. Right. Yeah, half, the, half the story is no told one would already. care about this, this character. It would just be another like Superboy or just another yeah. like sidekick teenage version of a hero. But it's not. It's something completely different. Yet the connection is there yet. It's so unique and personal to itself. It's absolutely not just a. You we know, are younger version of another character, which is we crazy. are seeing an age old story told through uh, thro told through the perspective of somebody that we that most of us have never seen this story uh, told through their perspective before. Yeah. Yeah. There's we if this were. 
if this were a uh, 12-year-old blonde, blue-eyed white kid, half the story, we would know half the story already. Yes. As yes. soon as that kid walked on screen, we'd all we'd all, we'd be bored. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's 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 the idea of you know um, how many times do we need to see Spider-Man's origin on to start a new a new right. uh, to start the reboot of Spider-Man, or how many times do we need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne die in an alley? at the beginning of your new version of Batman. You don't, because that's been drummed into us. The only thing I'm scared we might see a bit too much of is these kids who dream to be heroes. That seems to be starting to be a repeating pattern from Hawkeye to Miss Marvel. It is, it is you, a repeating you know, I know pattern. We need, I know we need to set up the Young Avengers and they're trying to do this kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, I want a little more motivation out of my heroes just that they're inspired by the ones who came before them. Do you know what I mean? But anyways, yeah. listen, I don't want to, <clears throat> I got a lot I want us to hit on. Uh, so I don't want to dwell on Miss Marvel too much, but it was great. It was fun. Very excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, are you up on Stranger Things? Yes, of course. Oh my God. This season is fantastic. Yeah. We're going to spoiler this one a little bit, probably kids. Cause oh, I, we absolutely should. I just love this season. I wasn't a big fan of last season. It was okay. It was fun, but not this season has just stepped it up. It's, you didn't it's, like this season. I didn't or last season. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite. It was probably my least favorite of the seasons. Do you know what I mean? How but but this season, I'm having so much fun. The introduction of, you know, these new characters has just given it a, you know, a shot of fresh air in the arm there. Mm. And uh, I think it's been great. And uh, I think the writing has been clever. And, you know, I, I was a little iffy on them going as far into the, I don't want to say, I don't know what the word is, not supernatural, but uh, just flat out physicality of the upside down. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, it does make sense. It used to be like a, like a bit of an effort or an issue to get back and forth, and now you yeah. can just find a hole and jump through it. Like- the more the more you <laughs> the more you see of the mystery place, the less mysterious it becomes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels more a little bit more steady. You know, like they're like the ground used to not feel like so like actual. You know, the upside down always felt a little. You know, it wasn't so familiar with with the right side up i guess you could say yeah um but i the performances and the writing this year are just key for me because they're giving them a lot to work with and they're having a blast doing it it feels like this is probably the most fun the actors have had on a season um maybe because they're just they're right into it and they're so comfortable in their characters now you know that's something i'm seeing and enjoying that you know they they're they're fully into their own and uh that's been a joy to watch and it's just been fun it's just been a blast what do you think yeah Yeah. i i've i really loved it i uh i i gotta tell you one thing though this is a sort of an aside here is uh i recently saw uh millie bobby brown 11 Mm -hmm. uh on uh hot ones on youtube the uh the, the you know yeah. the hot sauce chicken wing show and i um 
I think it's the first time I've ever heard her speak in her own voice. Really? So I, uh, I swear to God, I didn't realize she was British. You never knew that till then. I didn't realize she was British. Wow. And her accent is fucking annoying. <laughs> A little bit. Because she's kind of very teenager with it, too, you know? Yeah, but it's very, it's like, remember, I've been watching Coronation Street for 30 years, right? <laughs> yeah. So the two, the two accents that I'm, and, and, and even when I worked in England, I was in Doncaster, which is an hour due uh, east of Manchester, which is where Coronation Street is. So I'm used, I'm very used to the northern accent. I'm very used to the northern accent. And uh and the only other accent I'm I'm even slightly really familiar with is like the like like the uh the Cockney accent. Right. So hearing whatever the hell her accent is, it's like, ew, no. Well, I think I, it's muddled I now. I think I she throws American in there. Yeah, I think it's like I, one I, of the muddled accents at this it's, point. It's, you know? it's just there's a disconnect between what I think she would sound like and what she does sound like. And it's like, hmm, no, right. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fucking amazing. She's such a good actress, though. Oh, I, yeah. I like since the beginning of the show. Like, I mean, you realize that it's the fourth season, but this is six years that since we first saw this show. Uh, in those six years, like six years ago, I thought. This girl reminds me of Haley Stanfield, reminds me of Natalie Portman in that way that you see them for the first time when they are uh, t in that 10 to 12 year old uh, region and they're already so good. They're yeah. already such great actresses. Yeah. At, like I can't, when I saw Natalie Portman in Leon all those years ago, there was no doubt in my head that this kid is going to become a top, top tier Oh, yeah. I could see the skills back then. Easily. Yeah, and, yeah, and the same with Haley Stanfield watching the remake of True Grit. Oh, that was brilliant. That was There's brilliant. no you doubt it, in my head right? that she was going to become a top I'm surprised we haven't seen, like, tons more. I know she did some other stuff, but... Uh, yeah. And you know yeah. who's what's uh, crazy about Millie Bobby Brown is she reminds me so much of Elizabeth Perkins. You ever notice that? Okay. If he, there, she's like a dead ringer for like a young Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, Perkins. she does. She does. That's, and yeah, uh, yeah. and the new kid Eddie on the uh, show. Oh, uh, Lucas's sister. No, the the metal kid, the leader of the Hellfire Club. That's his oh, name. Right? Oh, Eddie? oh, oh, Eddie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm that guy's great fun, and he's also a very, he's very young RDJ. Is he? I oh, saw okay. a video. I didn't think about it, and then I saw a TikTok of him being compared to a young Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Yeah, and I, yeah, I can see that. Very, very similar. Like, you know, it's kind of cool to see when things like this come up. Um, uh, did you at what point? And did you realize that Vecna was, or sorry, that the janitor was number one? That the guy that was helping her out all along was number one. 
Oh, um, I didn't think about it until like the last uh, like episode, maybe six or seven. But then, it, you know, it, once that I the idea of number one came up, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, that, that guy's he's high one. he's hiding right there yeah i didn't think he would be <laughs> vecna himself but i was sure that the orderly guy helping out was number one yeah and i didn't think uh but it was cool to see how the original mother gate opened and how those whole damn things started yeah was just a fight between two psychics yeah you know, i uh it's i, I don't uh i don't think we're getting a season five man i we think we're getting a season five it was announced we? Yes, I'm yeah. going to the Padawan for confirmation. Season five. Last season will be season five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I mean, these kids are in their early 30s now. You know. Well, apparently there's going to be a time <laughs> jump, right? Uh, apparently yeah. there's going to be a time jump. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. So, but I don't even care. It's it's so much fun. It's so great. And the de aging, the digital de aging they did on her to show the worked younger really version well. worked really well. You know. Yeah. But so, they also have they also have um uh they have it's the, the high def footage that's not that old that they can that they can work off. Oh, of. I wouldn't be surprised if they were using actual leftover footage. Yeah, because uh, because I'll sure. tell you I'll tell you something, man. That uh, that de-aged Luke Skywalker, ah, that that just ain't right. Well, it, you saw how they hired the guy online who made it better. Yeah. There was a guy who like did his own version of that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. oh, damn, you're good. You're hired. And now he works for Lucasfilm and he yeah. worked on the de-aging for uh, well, that's like, hey, in, in um, Boba Fett, right? If you remember, like uh, maybe 15 years ago, there were the two kids who did their own uh, lightsaber battle videos. And it was... Uh, I think it was called R versus J. You could still find it. I could find it online for you. But uh, they did their own, uh, all their own effects, filmed this fantastic lightsaber battle. And the one kid ended up getting hired by Lucasfilm. It's awesome. It was yeah. so good. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's been a good season. And I'm, I, I, you know, it's one of those things, Stranger Things is one of those things that I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself with predictions. I, I just, uh, that I like to let unfold. Well, if I, I love it enough, I'll open at this unfold. point. I think, I think if, you know, the, the volume one, I guess you call it, uh, you know, ends with that reveal of how the mother gate was, was made and it, yeah. you know, was a fight between the two. And now we know it's just going to come down to the big, one more big fight. So between her and Vecna, right? So yeah. that's yeah. pretty much what the show has become is a big, you know, is a, a mysterious lead up to, you know, L having to fight the bad guy. Yeah. So I'm assuming season five will probably be her final showdown with the mind flare. And, yeah. you know, and then we'll get hopefully in somewhat of a nice happy ending. But uh, yeah, kudos to the show. I'm glad it's come back so strong. And how much fun is this Kate Bush nonsense? Yeah, it it's is, fun for everybody. <laughs> it is fantastic that yeah, uh, yeah. 30, 40 years later, right? Uh, yeah, 40 years later, Kate Bush is suddenly getting pushed to the top of the charts again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, great. she's getting pushed. She's getting pushed higher in the charts than she was during her heyday. 
Yeah, well, this song reached number one on the UK charts before, and right now it's currently number two. Yeah. So it's it's that's amazing for a song to do that. I mean, yeah. I know certain songs have had their comebacks. Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, like look what Wayne's World did for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I don't think this may be the biggest that's happened for a song since Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody, because I was trying to think of others. And I know there are others that have kind of yeah. gained some popularity, but not like this. This is like this is insane, you know, no. but it's such a good and Kate Bush is just so magical all around. Like I forgot about how great like cloud busting is, too. And like yeah. so many of her other tracks. You know? Oh, man. Do you. Uh, OK, without looking. The cloud busting music video. Who plays the scientist with the cloud machine? Oh, gee, I don't know. I haven't seen the video in however long. I've only listened no? to the song. Okay, I'm I gonna got... give everybody. I'm gonna give everybody at home a few seconds. Don't Google it. Right. Don't Google it. But the scientist in the cloud busting video is played by, and I guess it's her father in the video. It's played by Donald Sutherland. Okay, now that you say that, that kind of comes back to me a little bit yeah. after we watch that video. You know, it was cool that I got to uh, wise the Padawan up to the other day as we're watching Stranger Things and mm. Robin, Yeah, of course. Uh, I was like, you know, Ethan Hawke, right? And she's, he's like, uh, who? And I'm like, you know, the bad guy from Moon Knight. And he's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, that's her dad. <laughs> and, you know, clued him into that. Yeah. And then I had forgotten until the next day to clue him into the fact that her mother is Uma Thurman because he threw Pulp Fiction on today. And uh, yeah, so, you know, and that girl's got skills. I'm so enjoying her performance. Yeah. She's absolutely she half another the, great one. She, if, 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 if you had pictured what Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's child would look like before she existed, that is exactly who I would have pictured in my head existing. Oh, okay. Like to a T. She's so much, she's got the best qualities of like both, you know? Yeah. But she's she's got skills, man. I think she'll be around for a while. So Stranger Things, fantastic uh return to form in my eyes. Um, can't wait for volume two. That should be pretty damn exciting. It's basically mm-hmm. one more movie length coming or whatever. Yeah. So uh and Winona. I'm sorry, Winona makes me so happy. Like just she's so good on this and she's yeah. just so Winona and just I love her. I always I've all we've always loved her. I've always loved her. I still love her. I will love That's her forever. True. She's just just it's true, folks. Jay so actually great. Jay actually has a tattoo on his uh on his left arm that says Wino Forever. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't get that. If you don't get that, you really yeah. you, you're, you're, you're not allowed to sit at the lunch table. Yeah. With us. There's no understanding why you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. So there you go. Stranger Things 4. Just absolutely loving it. OK, the boys. OK, yeah. Are you up on the boys? I have seen episode four. How is this show allowed? <laughs> uh, by being on a streaming service, they don't have to deal with the FCC. Oh my um, god! The first ten minutes of the first yeah. episode yeah. is like, oh my god, are we really going here? I have shown the scene, the yeah. the in me scene. Yeah, I, I'm not. It's not that I'm not trying to not spoil it. I just don't want to sit here and describe it right now because it's so goddamn disturbing. You know, hold on. I just want to say, <laughs> and y'all know what I'm say, talking between, about between between the boys and uh the um the reboot season of uh kids in the hall 
Oh my God! There's a lot of penises that are yeah, on television Prime right video, now, right? Am- Amazon Amazon's Prime Video is showing a lot of male <laughs> frontal nudity, which is that's you know what I was I was I sit down with my kid, my 11 year old son, and I'm like, all right, buddy, I'm going to introduce you to the kids in the hall because yeah. he loves he likes that Superstore show that Mark McKinney's on that. Oh, that's so not. So I my was problem. like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> your son's problem. Sit down, and watch some uh, kids in the hall with me, and I'm all excited yeah. for him to see this weird. I'm like, you know, and if you've all seen the first sketch, basically of the cops, of the new show, yeah, uh, yeah, there's immediate double penile nudity that occurs. It's brilliant. It's absolutely like la- yeah. like fall on the floor funny. And yeah. uh, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, these guys can do whatever they want now. I, I hadn't yeah. even thought of it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure I'm hoping they're as edgy and as out there as they used to be yeah. and as unique and odd and all that stuff. But completely, it didn't even occur to me that, oh, wait, they're unfiltered now. What could yeah. happen? When they, because, you know, when they say, uh, when, they, when the two crooks say, take off your clothes, they're looking for two guys wearing clothes. my first thought is okay so now we're gonna get the that goofy what do we put in front of the dicks right 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 (laughs) you know right is it the hands is it you know is it one of the cops or just ass shots right i thought yeah is it one of the cops pulls his gun and 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 we frame it so that the gun's in the way but no it's they turn around and it's and it's two 61 year old guys <laughs> flopping their genitalia right at you. And you're like, and I mean, there's no better way for them to have come back and said, Yeah, and said, This isn't just the old shit. Yeah. This is now this is something new. We're we're yeah, we're ramping it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not Fantastic. just shots, they start jumping. Up and yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know. Oh, uh, it's such commitment. I just love the, the, the part too when they're in the grave, when they dig them up and they're all like, ah, yeah. Ah, and they're all yelling and screaming at each other because they don't yeah. recognize each other because they're so oh, old. Because that, you know, the, the original series ends, I think it's Bellini burying them in the in the grave. And if um if you do have prime video. Um, there is a, uh, I think it's a two episode documentary on, on the kids in the hall called, uh, comedy punks right, that, right. uh, goes through the entire history of the troop. And it is so well, that's done. on Amazon as well. Yeah, it is. So, that. That uh, and, cool. you know, all five of the guys are interviewed separately and together. Uh, they include Paul Bellini. They include a lot of other comedians. Um, Mike Myers is interviewed because what I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, Mike Myers did a lot of early stage work with them. Like he. Oh, I didn't coveted, know that either. Yeah. He coveted being in, being one of the kids wow. in the hall for a while. Okay. Um, Don't so spoil there, yeah, too there's much a lot there. Of, there. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not. Like, I mean, there's no way for me to spoil how good their actual story is uh the the one thing that did keep catching my eye um during the the two episodes of the documentary though are that the uh the individual interviews with the with the kids are almost all filmed in my old high school here in toronto nice which is high school is that uh de la salle 
St. Clair and Avenue Road. It's uh, it's a frequent site for filming uh, for different things like, you know, Anne of Green Gables and all kinds of shit gets filmed at, at my old high school. Um, but There's a high school at Avenue in St. Clair. I'm there all the time. Yeah. You know, Never you know, noticed it, it. when you're going down Avenue Road and you go down the hill. Yeah. Okay. On the left-hand side going down, there's the football field. Okay, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, at the top yeah. of the hill, back oh, at the top of the hill, if you can see through the trees. I see. Okay. There's a school. Yeah. That's red. So we yeah. were talking about the boys, though, that led us yes, into talking yeah, about yeah, and the, then we just the multiply of about, penises that have been occurring on man, Amazon, Amazon penis, Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon, Amazon penis. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's 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 so much fun. It's just so yeah. shockingly grotesque, but yet handled cleverly. You know, yeah. it's uh, you don't think about things that they seem funny when you see a guy who can shrink and then accidentally sneezes and grows again and yeah. you know, explodes the person he's inside. That shit would happen. And yet it's funny to watch and imagine how tragic and out of control it would actually be living in that world. Like that world is the more and more I watch the boys every season, the more fucked up, like just the normal people in the boys are to me. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be these superheroes that are all messed up, but just, it's almost like the entire society of normal people are so traumatized by having to live with superheroes on their planet that they're just in this state of numbness. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's just like hopeless, in- helpless numbness. I, it's weird, man. The entire series starts off the fucked up premise of a train obliterating right. his girlfriend. Yeah. At high speed, running at high speed. Right. Uh, so if that's the way you start, you better be prepared to ramp up the right. insanity all the steps uh, that you're yeah. going to have to take, right? Did you yeah. read the comic? No, no, I didn't. I never read the comic. I kind of want to know if this is going, because if all this was in the comic, that's unbelievable. Like, well, that I'll, makes I'll me want to check it out. I'll tell you what. I um, I enjoy comic book series uh, adaptations like this more when I haven't read the comic. Because too, I think because yeah. I know that they're like the preacher series. I love. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking the same thing. Fucking yeah. hate it. Fucking. You, hate oh, it. I loved it. Fucking hate. I love the series. Fucking hated it. Is that because you read the comic? Because I read the comic. And oh. I love. I love the shit out of the comic. I'm glad the I didn't read the comic. Thing, hold on. The only thing that I like about the preacher TV series is Joe Gilgan as uh cassidy yeah joe gilgan the actor who plays the vampire yeah. uh sidekick um started his acting career on coronation street as a kid oh my god so i've been watching him is that since... why he looked familiar yeah <laughs> uh, i've been watching him since his first acting gig and he now with preacher done now He's producing a series, writing and producing a series of his own in uh, England called Brassic. And I probably tried to put you on to Brassic about a year or so ago. Um, and Brassic is uh, a uh, the story of Joe as a small town, petty criminal who's constantly 
fucking up his own schemes right. and like uh, going out of his way to protect his circle of friends, even when it costs him. And, uh, you know, he's he's bipolar. He has to deal with that constantly. And it is a it is an amazing, amazing fucking series. And uh, I think they're um, I, I think that series four of that is coming out this summer. OK, because when they released series three last year, they they is it drastically different to- from the book? Is it drastically different? <laughs> is um, I don't know. Um, from what sorry, I, no, no preachers. Sorry, was preacher oh, drastically preacher, different? There is, there's a bunch that's different in a way that I just didn't enjoy. Okay, well, you know, uh, it's cool that we have all these media to try different yeah. things. In you know, it's it's yeah. fun that we can have the the different because I loved the show. I I loved Preacher. I loved the performances, the characters. Yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't that Preacher yeah. was bad. It wasn't that Preacher was bad. It was just that it wasn't uh it wasn't what i wanted from the series right it's the same it writer it's garth ennis right yeah he did the boys and i think it's the, i think Preacher, it's the right? same i think it's the same production company seth rogan and evan yes Goldberg. yes yeah right right, 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 and right so i am um i'm i'm not as beholden to the source material for the boys obviously as i was with preacher because i haven't i i didn't right. read the boy series so i you know i can i can go to wikipedia and i can look up the article on the boys and see where the storylines differ and it doesn't hurt my viewing of, right right, right. Uh, of the boys. but i mean uh, an example and i was talking about this with somebody last night an example of uh of an adaptation that just did not find its mark um it was uh why the last man um i haven't watched that yet didn't it i get I one season the, it was canceled or something yeah they did it was 10 episodes and, and it was canceled because because uh f it was it was done on fx which i could have told them was you know what i could have warned them, I could, I yeah yeah you know um seems like such a great premise i haven't even read the book i've been according according to wikipedia oh the the book is amazing but according to wikipedia um the final decision in in not renewing the show for another season was that fx didn't want to pick up the three million dollar option on the lead characters contracts wow things are Uh, three million dollars worth of changing yeah um but uh what i and i haven't bothered to watch the entire series yet i watched the first episode and it was hard to watch the first episode because um the interpretation of the material and you would have to you would have to think this is how you interpret the material is so bleak it is like soul soul crushingly bleak but if you don't know what why the last man is about every male of every species on earth right dies in one fell swoop in one moment like the snap in uh in avengers oh i didn't know it was that sudden right every uh every male on earth dies except for one guy named yorick brown why the last man yeah. 
and a monkey? his and his monkey, his so capuchin weird. monkey. Weird. And uh, I think later in the series, there's um, I think there's a doctor who was like on uh, in orbit on a space station who who they helped get back to Earth. Who lives? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, someone always new has to show up when there's only one left, right? That's well, that's... yeah, but I mean, that's <laughs> you know, that's that's across the board. But it's, it's, he... it's very, it's it's a it's a very bleak story, and the TV show was incredibly bleak. And there's no, like, there's no, there's not really a super happy ending, no matter. <laughs> no matter what you think of it right yeah it's kind of oh. like where's the walking dead going you know eventually are we what are we sticking it out for at this point but that's a lot of tv like i said see how much tv has been thrown our way there's been yeah. so much to enjoy and you know we could sit here probably for another hour and talk about obi-wan alone um because oh wow, yes oh uh speaking of how speaking of really beautiful young is this experience the oh Le- leia oh that girl yeah, yeah uh yeah. vivian lyra blair who yeah. is like he's incredible just, just a week ago turned 10 it's amazing good for and, her yeah she's she's fantastic and i love how the community is like protecting her they're not letting her get jake lloyded they're like you know, oh, that, people are all over protecting this young child from any that, kind of crap. That poor yeah. fucking guy. You know, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Jake Lloyd is really George Lucas's fault. Because uh, that kid, that kid, I'm sorry. I've said this so many times over the years. If you look at the behind the scenes footage or the documentary footage of the making of The Phantom Menace, that should not, that should not have been Jake Lloyd's role. He was not. He was not a good actor at ten years old. Yeah, not enough for that. It there never were made a lot. They of show sense. you audition footage of two or three other kids who were all at that moment better actors than Jake Lloyd, right? And would have done, would have, would not have been as wooden. How about in the role? you and McGregor? And that's, nothing, that's nothing to do with Jake Lloyd as a person because I'm sure he's just a darling human being. But he's had his troubles, you know. Yeah, but I'm also not making Jake Lloyd starting goalie for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not that's that's but as far as a positive mm-hmm. acting experience, you yes. and McGregor is just crushing this show. Yeah. Oh, his his oh, trauma, yeah. his traumatized, like you you can tell that you know they had said that at the beginning of this show the way that Hayden and Ewan researched their roles for this show was by watching the cartoons was by watching the clone wars yeah. and watching rebels and you can just tell like that he took something out of there and realized just the amount of crap that Obi-Wan has truly been through not just this one little you know not just what he remembers from his three movies but He's bringing so much weight to it, man. And yeah. it's it's just, it's a clinic. It's a clinic on uh, subtlety I, and I emotion, actually, you know? I actually buy into Ewan McGregor's uh, middle-aged Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, as uh, his his suffering and his angst and his, you know, life beating the shit out of him. Right, much more than I bought. I bought into 
uh, Mark Hamill's uh, right? aged yeah. Luke Let's Skywalker. Get into that one right no, now. No, but hold on. And if you remember, <laughs> as much as I, I loved, as much as I berate that movie as a whole, I loved Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. He came off to me as as a as a fairly convinced convincing uh fucked up hermit but mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi takes that to a, a ridiculously higher level there He's are inside his head there He's... are yeah there there is there is more there yeah to, you know when he's and and, and uh, kudos to uh i guess it would be deborah chow uh yeah. directed at, kudos to the cinematography because those long shots of mcgregor from behind sitting on his bed and tracking in slow as he begs qui-gon just to speak to him right yeah yeah oh my god right the fucking the depth of his sorrow yeah you know yeah you know we we had it all and we let it go and now trillions of beings throughout the galaxy are oppressed because we fucked this up i like the pull and i back feel and forth in him. him i'm feeling the pull as far as yeah he's still got a duty yet he's yeah. running from that he's almost hiding within the duty itself like he refuses to leave tatooine yeah and he he blames it on his duty to this boy but it's more of a fear of, oh yeah, it's of it's, it's what it's, the right thing to do is, and he's learning from other Jedi and other, it's, you know, it's hearing a, it's other people fear. that the it, Jedi weren't perfect. You know? It's a it's a fear based in the character knowing just how arrogant they were to uh to blow the blow the assignment. Right. You had one job, right, and you <laughs> fucked yeah. it up. And yeah. the kid, the kid that you trained and loved and nurtured like your own because the man that you loved like a father told you made you promise with his dying words train the boy yeah you let him down you didn't just let you you're dealing you're like you're literally dealing with letting down the galaxy and then at the focal point of that is the one person you let down and saw him fall to the forces of right of, of evil. Now, speaking of that person, so good. The there is a team effort going on here right now. Okay. Between Hayden, Ewan, Deborah Chow, and James Earl Jones. Okay. And this is the first time that I have ever looked at Vader. And felt like that was Anakin in that suit. Yeah. All the times I've ever seen Vader, even when he did it in Revenge of the Sith, it always felt like just the evil presence of Vader. You know, that he was just the ultimate bad guy when we first met him and we were young. And, yeah. you know, he was just evil and he was just all the perfect cliches of stereotypical perfect bad guy. But now I'm feeling a rage from him through yeah. not just it's hard to say that's why i say it's a team effort because it is so hard to do with this fucking mask on but you put it together with it and even the writers and everything but just the rage 
I'm feeling coming out of this empty eyed costume for the first time ever. I feel like Anakin is in that fucking suit. And when yeah. he fucking lights that fire and he puts Obi-Wan into the fucking flames, you fucking you feel a rage for the first time ever. And I unbelievable that they were able to pull that off. You know, I, I think it. I, uh, here's where uh, it's the physical performance of the man in the suit. And uh, it's the, you know, and it's the suit itself, what the suit allows. Think about the difference between um, Michael Keaton's Batman suit in 1989 yeah. and uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman suit now. And just the fact that, you know, Michael Keaton couldn't turn his head, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. The, 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 the physical performance that um that that very first darth vader costume allowed david prouse to uh to give us where it was it was still very stiff and you know you get that 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 kind of whole body turn when right. <laughs> when he's when he's turning sorry yeah. if the sound if that sounded poor on microphone kids i actually yeah. made the turn but also uh, when he when he came in and threw reva up in the air yeah. And just the quickness he came in. Yeah. He's much more fluid. He's much looser. Yeah. He's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's yeah. uh, so, so the suit yeah. and, and, and some of the behind the scenes stuff over the years has shown us um, the, uh, the, the creation and then the recreation and the recreation again of those suits. Right. You know, I, I remember there was a, a, a little featurette when they remade the suit for, uh, for Christensen for episode the end of episode three, and they're dealing with um, his height, yeah. and uh, they're dealing with remaking the mask because the original mask for Prouse was all hand done and it was it was not symmetrical, yeah, and all that kind of shit. So uh, you know, and, and uh, as a guy who has wrestled professionally wearing a mask, um. Uh, it is odd the way it inhibits you right um and the way it changes your uh fluidity the way it changes your movement the way it changes your uh just your Your perception yeah Yeah, the way it changes your your vision vision. yeah (laughs) yeah so um, i would expect so yeah so you're getting a you're getting a different physical performance out of uh out of hayden christensen but that physical performance is uh, basically the same performance that he gave as Anakin. So I've seen a couple of videos of people talking about how they can see Anakin's fighting style in this Darth Vader. Right. And I guess in, in canon, in story, you could explain... Um, you could explain this kind of thing how, like in the in in the timeline, Vader gets uh, stiffer and 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 less of course, he gets physically older. moving. He ages. Because it's kind of obvious. He's, it's not just that he's aging, but it's also that you know, in his in his mid twenties, his body was like literally destroyed right. <laughs> on a volcano on a lava planet yeah and it's it's taken 
machinery and you know daily back to dunks to keep him from disintegrating yeah so what's i'm sure that what's left of him at return of the jedi in return of the jedi is not going to be quite as spry as uh well he's a fucking more machine than man now so he's a fucking mess all around but uh there you go kids there's a lot of thoughts on a lot of things that are getting thrown our way before we say good night i have uh that's it dude we've been going for an hour man i got a few news points to hit and uh that's that's the show that's let's see how see how much you ramble on that we get to an hour so quickly um don't accuse me of rambling some news listen things are happening this coming weekend in Toronto, I ramble at the damn library. Uh, go to the library for the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. That's right. This, hey, hey, yeah, hey, hold on. Hold on. This, but don't you interrupt me. I'm no, talking. get it right. It's the Central Reference Library. Don't just send them the to Central, any old library. The Central Reference Library. I was going to get more Bloor. into those details. Young and poor. But the Toronto Comic Arts Festival, uh, if you know about it, know that you're going, you know where you're going. It's a fantastic event. It's not yeah. a Comic-Con. It's not a convention. There will be no cosplay. There will be no superheroes running around. There probably won't be even any books with superheroes in them. Uh, it's a very distinguished oh, event that's been happening. No, there'll be a few, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> over in general, this is an art festival. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain because it is, it's, it's featuring artists from all around Toronto and the entire world, but it's a very select group. And it's it's not judged it's not on what you've done it's you kind of get in on a cool factor it's uh it's it's a really interesting thing but the people who run it it's basically they get together and they kind of pick what they like and what's cool and what's happening there was a little bit of a controversy recently when they actually invited an nft artist uh one that was known uh for plagiarism and tracing and such and they quickly rectified the situation by disinviting that nft artist but that's that's the sound uh, of my thumbs down to nfts yeah nonsense nonsense so anyways yeah it's uh it's it's artists from all around the world but not like super huge star artists from around the world it's basic indie uh, artists who would be in your community, just like your local Toronto artists, but from all over the place, but brought here to Toronto. You accuse uh, me of rambling. It's been going it on is. a long time, but it's a very <laughs> prestigious and cool event. So if you can be there, be there. And go to table 266 and see Ricky Lima yes. and tell him, tell him you want one of his world famous Ricky Lima hugs. We've got Ricky Lima. We've got Sean Daly. I know they're both there for sure. I'm trying uh-huh. to think of anybody. Is anybody? I know there's got to be other locals. I think Matt Daly, uh, Shiny Pliers. I think he's there as well. Um, but lots of cool people, kids. Uh, get on over to the Central Reference Library at Young and Blur and check out the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Then, yeah. then the week following that on the, I believe, 24th, 25th, 26th. Is that right? Or is it 25th, 26th? Anyways, the weekend after that, please, you have to come out to Amco Boulevard at the former Mississauga Flea Market for Gotham Central Comic and Collectibles 10th Anniversary Birthday Bash. That is going to be going down uh, in the same year that Gotham Central has now been nominated for an Eisner Award. So this is an Eisner Award-nominated comic shop 
And uh, you, speaking of wrestling in a mask in your days of wrestling, Super Kicked, who I know you have been involved with in the past, yep. will be oh. setting up at this party. Uh, they're bringing Super Kick champ. They're, they're, you are currently? No, former. former. Okay, I was going to say that you should probably be at this event. Are you coming to this event? You know of this event that I'm speaking yeah, I know, of. I know right? of this event. But anyway, Super Kicked is going to be setting up a ring at the event. There's going to be an outside uh, little artist alley. There's going to be a wrestling ring with wrestling going on. I'm going to be there with my good buddy, Martin Slam Duncan of Schedule Mania. We're going to be hosting live stuff going on all day from the show on Facebook, on Instagram, maybe Twitch, but I don't know how that Twitch thing works. I haven't got into that arena. Um you're but not yeah. on Twitch? No, I'm not. The kid knows you're- Twitch, but I'm not. I haven't got to the Twitch. I'm trying to simplify, man. That's why I don't even do video anymore. I'm just, simplify, going, I'm just going back, going back to the days of the beginning of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, so Gotham Central, please come be there. I'm also going to be setting up a table for Source Point Press. So we'll have some insane, and I am talking insane deals on some Source Point Press product. Because uh, I've been sitting on a lot for a while, and we've got some classic things that uh, I don't want to be sitting on anymore. So please come on out for the Source Point Press blowout sale yeah. happening <laughs> at Gotham Central, because uh, it's going to be a good time. And then by the time Fan Expo rolls around in August here in Toronto, Fan Expo Canada, Source yep. Point Press, who is sponsoring the show, uh, Oxide Media, will be having a huge, gigantic presence and bringing all the brand new stuff that we haven't had our hands on because of the pandemic for two years. So there you go, kids. Also, in comic news, uh, congratulations to Ben Goldsmith on the financing and funding of the Kickstarter for the Seance Room Volume 2. Very excited about that. I loved the Seance Room. Uh, the Seance Room, the first volume, was uh, done by Kay Valerio, who you hosted a panel for uh, at the Christmas uh, Toronto show. Do you remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah, you did a sketch yes. battle with her and someone else. Um, yeah, so that happened. Also, the Kickstarter is still going on for uh, Kookaburry by Raymond K. Perez. Uh, that's happening, uh, coming from Raid Press. Also coming from Raid Press is Blackmouth, uh, which was a webcomic uh, by Kyle James Smith uh, that is now coming out as a real comic from Raid Press, I believe, uh, from Kyle Smith and Miss Katie Sawatsky. Sawatsky, you're a loose cannon, Sawatsky. Give me your gun and your badge. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've probably done that before. Uh, I get the feeling. I get the feeling you've yelled that at her. I've yelled at pubs. Uh, Mr. Shahan and I have yelled that in her direction many, many times. He started it. He started, he's pointed that out and I just ran with it. So, but Katie's amazing. Katie's an incredible talent. um, And Raid is very, very lucky to have her. Uh, as well as Kyle. So uh, very, very much so looking forward to Blackmouth. Uh, kids, lots of cool stuff going on out there with the comic books right now. So try to stay up on it. Also attending that event will be lots of cool artists. Mike Ruth, uh, Becca Kinsey. Uh, uh, no, I don't know if Sean's going to be at that one, but maybe we'll try to get him there. I don't know what he's up to. But uh, the big uh, headlining guest for that event will be Jason Fabok. That's right. You want to come meet Jason Fabok? Come check it out. Get your three jokers signed and whatnot. Uh, there you go. There's a big news end of the show ramble for y'all. I feel caught up. I feel a little more uh, like you all know what has been happening. 
Um, I'm trying to get some guest book. A lot of stuff's been going on. It's been a weird time where I've just actually been unlucky. Uh, I've been talking to a few people and schedules just aren't matching up these days. It just Convention people are season, crazy baby. busy. It, Convention it's, yeah, season for the I first time so. in two years. And it's a busy summer because a lot of people are excited to be out there doing things with friends and family that they haven't been able to do in a while. So, uh, you know, I wanted to get some chat in and I have felt like I had so much to talk about. And Anthony, thank you so much for hanging out this week. Always, and, uh, man, always. you know, and uh, having this geek off with me, it's always fun guy, to nerd it out. This, guy, this guy, guy, guy called me two hours ago. He woke me up. I was I had fallen oh. asleep. I had fallen asleep watching 25 year old episodes of Coronation Street on YouTube. Nice. Nice. <laughs> no, I texted you and you weren't answering. And I'm like, he might be either sleeping or working or some bullshit. So I called yeah. you and rose you. And I'm glad that you <laughs> rose because uh, there you go. That was a fun time, kids. That's episode 408 of An Elegant Weapon. Check out the Handsome Genius Club radio handsome. show podcast. There you go. I'll do it. Handsome yeah, Genius Club radio show at handsomegeniusclub.com and find me uh, find the show on social media at HGC Radio Show on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my uh, personal Twitter full of bullshit at my name is Kingdom, M-Y-N-A-M-E-I-S-K-I-N-G-D-O-M, because... Because you all can't spell Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I love you. Thank you so much, my friend. Always, my friend. Kids, that is all we are going to have this week. We'll try to be back next week for more An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.